welcome back to the E9 Golf Podcast with Ryan and Aaron Adjacent. I figured it out this time. Adjacent. Great, great word right there. Better than Caddy Corner and Acrosta from. And way better than mumbling through three of them to get to Adjacent. <laughs> there you go. How are you, Aaron? Uh, sleepy, my friend. Very, yeah. very sleepy. So we've added a uh, new, essentially, executive producer to the E9 Golf Podcast in the yep. form of, uh, well, I'll let you take it away. It's your thing, not mine. Yep. Little Hayes Michael Adair came at a... 3.27 a.m. on January 10th. Thank God Aaron stopped drinking around 2 because he had to get to the hospital. <sighs> so awkward when you show up and the <laughs> doctors are asking questions about that stuff. No, I don't really. Just kidding. But, um, yeah, yeah. so uh, mama and baby, happy, healthy. Everybody's good. We're back home. Um, got to, um, I mean, obviously I slept through more of it than my wife did last <laughs> night. But, uh yeah, it was about every about every hour we were up doing something. God love it. God love it. That is number three for you, right? That is number three. We were two and through, and now we're three and through. <laughs> and now you're going to hold the appointment this time for the you-know-what? Yes. Yes, that is going <laughs> to happen. We are done, son. Very good. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're super excited. Got a little boy now. Got two girls. Now I got a boy. So, yeah, we're all good. Let's throw one more thing in the mix. You celebrated a birthday last week, too. Yes, I did. 38. 38 years old. You're older than me. Really? By like a week and a half. Oh. <laughs> Turn 38 coming up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I can serve for this week and a half. I'm 37 still. Yeah. Yeah. You're quite the filly. The young pup. Yeah, my body feels like it's 87, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, birthdays and babies born and, and big, all kinds big of week. stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff popping in the first couple weeks okay. of uh, 2021. Bottles, yeah. knees, wives. That too. <laughs> yeah, it's just going everywhere. <laughs> Stuff's happening. All right, well, we're going down a very gross path, so uh, let's get into this week's show. We, this week, have Kyle Butler on the man from Trackman. Yeah, behind the our orange man. thing. Our our man from Trackman. He's our uh, one of the men behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a uh, yeah. Kyle's our local rep. Um, he's basically been um, been helping BJ and I out and and you know serving all of our Trackman needs, if does you he, will. Does he charge a fee for having to deal with you guys as much as he really does? No, thank God he doesn't either, because that'd be a shitload of money. We'd owe yeah. him some cash. <laughs> Yeah, way more than we paid for those track vans we'd owe him. But um but yeah, I know Kyle's awesome. He's been um one of the you know, been with the company, he'll say it in there, but he's been there seven years. He um is from the DFW area. Um yeah, he's been like I said, we he was who we reached out to, got with him on getting everything set up around here and literally sat down at a bar down the street from here and drew stuff on bar napkins and Kyle climbed up on top of a bar, not to dance, but to measure the, uh, how far the TVs were hanging from the ceiling. And so he's, like I said, he's not just, you know, he is a friend. He's not just like a, you know, your average sales rep. Like he's legitimately helps us out and, you know, wants to see our success and has been there, you know, since the start. Yeah, He's I, a good dude. I'd agree with that. I've only known him for a short amount of time. I really got to know him too well during a certain YouTube video that we shot. We invited him on <laughs> that will not be spoken of, even though I want it. I don't care. I don't want to talk. I'm just more terrified you're going to maybe do it again than PTSD anything else. PTSD from that treadmill. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear a treadmill start up or like Aaron wander <laughs> off the room like, oh, no. I start crying on the inside, dry heaving, get sweaty. Oh, it's awful. 
Um, but yeah, in the short time I've gotten to know him too, just answering a few more technical teaching questions because mm-hmm. there's some things that, quite frankly, you guys don't necessarily use that are features on the TrackMan that yeah. I have questions on. Because I asked you about like the screencasting thing, and I think you glazed over for about three minutes trying to figure out what I was talking about. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just I should use that more. It's a powerful tool. That it's that's really good whole. because you because like you know we'll send reports, but sure. then to go back over the report and actually talk your walk your person through it your your student through it is yeah screencasts are great yeah i need to use them more yeah and that's i mean but that's i've just kind of leaned on him a little bit and i'm not even a track man customer he's helped me out so it just proves that he's a good guy essentially he really is he's battery felt bad for me one of the two (laughs) yeah that too i give that omen off a little bit so well perfect well let's get into the interview with uh oh you know what i was gonna say before that Hmm. for the first time on the podcast it's only happened twice now on the youtube videos but for the second time in the podcast, PGA professionals outrank non-PGA professionals. Because he's Kyle is a PGA Class A member still. Whatever. <laughs> it's only three years and a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And money. I forgot about the money. Yeah, don't forget about the cash. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get into our interview with Kyle Butler. Come on. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to the E9 Golf Podcast. We'd like to welcome a representative from Trackman Golf, Mr. Kyle Butler, comma, PGA. Let's go, Kyle. Hey, good uh, afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to talk to my favorite YouTube and podcast or wherever this is being syndicated uh, uh, guy. So everywhere. Glad to have me. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah, and, and right out of the gates, I'd like to go ahead and apologize on behalf of Aaron for cutting Kyle off in literally his first sentence. <laughs> All good. I knew it was coming. <laughs> he got oh, quiet. <laughs> golly. Hey, I want everybody also to know that I'm getting Dad of the Year awards today because I currently have a, like, we'll call him a three-day-old son right now. We'll ask him when he's 18 if he remembers this. Yeah, probably not. All right, so Kyle, if you don't mind, if you could give us a little kind of backstory, if you may, yeah. kind of how you got into golf and, and kind of your your life maybe just prior to TrackMan, kind of a real quick hit, and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Yeah, that. yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but uh, I did grow up in, in 1611's backyard in uh, the DFW area. Um, honestly, didn't play a heck of a lot of golf. Uh, golf for me was a game that I played with my dad, and it was a game that we played on Sunday afternoons, and we didn't even know what a golf cart was. We, we put the bag over our shoulder and, and didn't even keep score. I was someone that played a lot of baseball and basketball, and, and honestly, um, soccer was my preliminary or, or, or main sport all the way through high school and was not even on the Martin High School golf team. And, um, again, golf was a, a game of, of fun and hanging out and not really competition. And I still hold that to my heart today like I don't participate in a lot of North Texas PGA competition events not because I don't want to it's just I really don't enjoy the competitive side of golf as much as going out there with my buddies right yeah yeah for sure so anyways um how did I go to school at Mississippi State and be a part of the golf management program that they have I mean it's a question I ask myself all the time like (laughs) how did you end up there and I think it came from my dad who was reading a golf magazine or newspaper back in the day and saw that there was this program over there in sleepy Starkville, Mississippi 
And I went and we took the eight hour drive from, you know, DFW area over to start in Vegas and uh, kind of fell in love with the campus and the fact that the program was so well recognized and you had 16 months of internship and, you know, four and a half years later after, uh, after university and coming out with my PGA, you know, degree, moved to New Zealand at a uh, course called Kari Cliff, which is ranked in the top 100 in the world and just absolutely breathtaking, uh, a smaller resort, very low volume, but, but high end. And then after that, I was a golf pro in the Hamptons, you know, and a kid Ooh. from Texas going to live in Hamptons. Hamptons. like a really cool thing, right? And uh, I, I'm impressed real quick. Kyle, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm really impressed how you just blew right past uh, yeah, You don't like my comments? Come <laughs> on, man. The, Which one was that? The I didn't Hamptons. Even hear <laughs> the Hamptons. Well, that goes into the whole story of like, you know, I'm a 21 or 22 year old kid living in the Hamptons and like they, they have a little motto there or slogan that, you know, if, if you're not one of boys, then you're living on the wrong side of the hedges because all the homes there are behind these big 20 foot massive, beautifully manicured hedges where you can't see back there. And, and that's what I was, right? And I didn't know from a golf professional standpoint, as soon as October 31st hit, your season's over and you have to move to Florida. And I was thinking five, ten years down the road, like, how the heck does anybody with a family and a wife and kids, like, go between Florida and New York they don't. six months here, six months there? And I, I still question that to this day, like, how that actually works from a family and, uh, you know, personal life perspective. But whatever, moved back home to DFW and was actually working in an instruction company for a little while when... The first assistant, or let's call it head professional job at Cape Kidnapper back in New Zealand opened up. This is the part And uh, put put my name in the hat and, you know, uh, had to commit to a three-year work visa. They didn't just want somebody coming over there for six months or a year because it was an investment on their end to be able to go through the visa process, which is not very easy in New Zealand. And as a 25-year-old, my girlfriend, now wife Rebecca, and I took a leap of faith and we packed our bags into two suitcases and moved halfway across the world and arguably to one of the most beautiful pieces of property yeah, I gotta, I a golf course has ever built on. You'll probably hit that, but uh, for people that don't know that Cape Kidnappers, what do they what do they call that? Like the fingers or finger cliffs or some, what's that thing called over there? Yeah, I mean, you have the, the fingers of our, our five holes that, you know, Tom Doak, you know, he's, he's well regarded and known for those holes, but if, if, if Aaron or, or you, you know, Ryan, were to um, design a golf course on the piece of property, you would have done the same thing. And, and the famous hole is like a 650-yard long um, par five with really nothing but 500-foot cliffs on both the left and right-hand side. It's called Pirate's Plank, and it goes directly out to the ocean, and the green is sitting, again, right on the end, and there's, you know, fences or little signs that say danger cliffs, and it's like, well, yeah, well, it's well a, no crap, like, you know. It's a wild, <laughs> wild picture. Obviously, I haven't been there, but the pictures you've showed me and, and looked it up since you've talked about it are, like, breathtaking and uh, scary at the uh, same time. For sure. If anybody – and honestly, the crazy thing is, like, as good as that back nine is with those breathtaking holes, I think the front nine actually plays a heck of a lot better. And, and, and I know that the um, New Zealand is a long ways away. You know, it's a 14-hour flight from L.A. or San Fran, and it's not something that a lot of us – you know, Americans yeah, get the chance to ever do. But in all honesty, like, it is a phenomenal place. New Zealand as a, as a whole has more golf courses per capita than anywhere else in the world outside of Iceland. But still, you know, 450 golf oh, courses for, right. you know, just places. over four and a half million people. 
And uh, it's a fantastic spot in Cape. Kidnappers is, is again, it's an easy Google search. And if you have, you know, got a coffee table book with golf courses for Christmas, um, then I'm sure Cape Kidnappers has some pictures in there because it's just breathtakingly beautiful from, yeah, a uh, photography standpoint. Well, man, so, so that's going to roll us right here on like, so places you've worked. You know, before TrackMan, obviously, you get you hit us all that stuff. So you got those golf courses, you got your PGA stuff. So then you were at, we'll call it one of the most breathtaking views and places in in golf uh, how'd you get to track man what'd you leave there for yeah so coming back from uh cape kidnappers you know once they kicked me out of the country with my three-year visa essentially but in all honesty we, we were ready to come back new zealand is a long way away and you know maybe we have some hindsight that we would have wished to get some sort of residency here citizenship mm-hmm. so that we could go back if something ever you know came came in, in line but Anyways, I honestly, I, the green grass side of the golf just wasn't attractive to me anymore. And if I truly couldn't enjoy my every single day at a place like Cape Kidnappers, yeah. Yeah. how was I going to do it at a place in flat DFW? Like, and I, uh, don't get me wrong, you there's know, some like great Holiday hills and mineral wells. I mean, come on. <laughs> there's, there's some, no, yeah, no disrespect to any golf pro or you know, it's just I saw myself for 10, 15 years. It's like you know what, I, I, can't, I can't do that. But golf industry is so big, as you guys know, that there's many other things outside of being just a golf pro or a director of golf or a general manager. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the trajectory I was going on. And I had two buddies, one that still works for TrackMan and, you know, is one of our best guys and worked with a lot of the core players, Lance, and then another guy from Mississippi State that had worked with the company and said, hey, look, there's a new territory opening up in Texas. That guy, Hunter, is moving to Colorado. He's still going to work for TrackMan, but there's a new opportunity. And back then, there were only six reps with the country. Or sorry, yeah, when did you, you get in with them? Yeah, it was 2015. So I'm starting my seventh year now, which is crazy how fast, you know, this is the longest job I've ever had, you know, by a long means. And it's been so much fun. But they said, hey, Kyle, give it a shot. And I was like, TrackMan, like, I know kind of about it, mm-hmm. but I really knew nothing. The clubs that I had worked at, in New Zealand and, and, and in the Hamptons there at Sabonic, which is one of the courses in our virtual course library. Um, they didn't favorite, have the technology favorite. at the time. Yeah, it's a great golf course to play. And um got it because of my buddy that had worked for the company. And, and you know, we, we chatted on, you know, Facebook before there was really Skype and all that kind of stuff about what Trackman was all. But he said, Kyle, give it a shot. Like, yeah, yeah. honestly, if you don't like it after a year, go back to being a golf pro. There's always going to be, you yeah, know, uh, assistant or those types of jobs. You know, you, you take a little bit of a bump in the road, but you, you try something else. And here we are seven years later and you see how much the company has grown and, and, yeah. and where we came from with the three E and, and just the culture of what TrackMan represents is, is, is pretty special, you know, and you're still in the golf industry. So we still talk about sports and, you know, we get to have Saturdays and Sundays with your wife and kids and, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Whereas you're a little bit limited in the green grass side yeah. of being a golf pro of having to work. Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. That, like I work that, harder than anybody. Yeah. The days that everybody wants to play, you have to be at the golf you course. You golf when others have fun, plain and simple. And I think the, the goal of any golf professional is to be on the other side of the counter one day, being the one that, you know, gets to pay with a credit card or, be a member at a club like that that was that's what you want to be because you want to play a lot of golf and you, yeah. know, you want that's to be a part of that is right? for the love of that 
So for sure, I've got. So here's a question I have. So whenever um, it was probably two years ago, I guess it would be two years now. We went down to the PGA show um, yep. and hung out with y'all. So you told uh, me and BJ about um, kind of how TrackMan got started. So you got with them in 2015. Um, yeah. Said so whenever you got in there, can you give a a a little rundown? Because like BJ and I said that we thought this is a really cool story. Um, being that mm-hmm. I don't, I'm sure it is somewhere, but I don't know where this story is or where you can find it at of kind of how TrackMan got started, um, you know, in its early days, how it was created, um, that kind of stuff. Just because, again, it, it honestly sounds like a, I don't know, like a movie script or something or like a good, I don't know. It just, the way it, the way it plays out is, yeah, is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And now it definitely, and it's a good way to talk about who we are. Like we're not this massive, you know, corporately traded or public company that has to report to shareholders. We're still a relatively small company. When I started, it was maybe 150 employees and and now we're closer to 500, which is fantastic growth in the last couple of years. But TrackMan started back in 2002, 2004 time period. And essentially, it was um, Klaus, who's our current CEO and, and co-founder. He owned some very successful driving ranges in Scandinavia. And TrackMan is a Danish-based company based just outside Copenhagen, right? So we have mm-hmm. European roots for sure, and we'll always have that. Lots of European um, golf so courses Klaus, on the sim. Yeah, Klaus and his, you know, it's a global game, right? Yeah. Uh, Klaus and his brother uh, owned these ranges, and they wanted back then, think 2002, let's call it, wanted to provide data to everyone on their driving range because they were both accomplished players with Klaus actually being um, a Danish amateur champion and, and, and national, you know, star. Never made it to the professional rank, yeah. but a, a very good player in his own player, right. Yeah. And, you know, with that said, um, they wanted to provide data. And they looked at all the different technologies out there, cameras and microphones and infrared and all the different crazy things that were out there. And they, they stumbled across a radar company right in their backyard based in Copenhagen. And they went and, you know, sat down with the chairman of this very big company and said, this is what we want to be able to do. And he kind of said, wow, that's a great idea. But honestly, we don't do projects less than, I don't know, a hundred million dollars. Your little driving range project is just a flip and we're going to have to pass. But a part of that meeting was enough in coming, you know, call it like that little cartoon with the guy picking, you know, raising his hand, pick me, pick me. Well, that was Frederick, the, the other co-founder and, and CTO, the brains of TrackMan that was a part of that meeting and was a, their leading radar engineer and said, I love golf. Uh, I love what your thoughts are. I'm going to quit my job and, and come work for you out of your garage and, and build a radar that can track a golf ball from it's like point Jay, A to point B. It's like Jerry Maguire. Right? He said, who's coming with That's you? That's right. <laughs> And he did. He quit his very successful, you know, up and coming radar engineer job and, and, and went to work for, you know, TrackMan. It wasn't called TrackMan back then. I think it was called like ISG or something like that. I have no idea what that what that means. And essentially they created the first TrackMan one, let's call it. And their goal is to stop start at the top of the pyramid. And that's the best players in the world, the PGA tour, the equipment manufacturers. So they called up five companies back a while back and said hey, we have this piece of technology that can track a golf ball from point A all the way to point B, all the way at the driving range with an accuracy at a foot for every 100 yards. They said, no way, you can't do it. What type of technology is it? 
oh, it's Doppler radar, all this kind of stuff. And they said, what are you going to do? Like bring it on an aircraft carrier? Like, no, we're going to bring it on an airplane in a rollaway suitcase. And back then the TrackMan was much bigger than what the TrackMan 4 is today. And you it's said, not as portable. You said that y'all have that TrackMan 1 sitting over. Oh, the original. For, for sure. There's like a museum, let's call it, of the TrackMan 1 through 2, 3, 3E, and, and 4, essentially, right? That's cool. And cool. Uh, they brought it over. It was $100,000 back then. So if you oh, think that, you know, the, the 20 or 25000 that we charge yeah. today is expensive, they essentially got five standing ovations and five purchase orders signed on the spot with those five leading equipment manufacturers. And that's how it was started. Wow. And uh, really, though, the vision was, again, to bring technology to the driving range. And obviously, there's been some forks in the road in the fact that you know, it's been this teaching tool and this fitting tool and now this indoor golf entertainment tool. But we also have something that's very dear to our hearts, which is TrackMan Range, which is exactly going back to the roots of why the company yeah, started. It started and why it started. Exactly right. So that's that quick little five minutes on uh, how TrackMan came to be. That, uh, again, that was, like I said, that was one of the big things that we took away from that that meeting and hanging out at the PGA show. And, and whenever you told us that, that was, that was a really cool, I mean, we already had, we were already sold obviously before that we had, we had our track man's in, but that was just, you know, just like you're saying, just kind of reiterates, you know, who the company is and how y'all, how y'all are. And, and that you're always you're striving always- and moving and doing these new things and innovative and just kind of keep, keep things moving along. It's I'll, I'll give it to y'all. And we're not the only, and obviously I'm biased about it. Cause we have a lot of track man's in here, but you know, talking to other people like, TrackMan just gets glowing recommendations around the golf industry on like being a company, not just, not just in the launch monitor, you know, spectrum of things, but just as golf as a whole, how good of a company TrackMan is to, uh, to work with and, and do things with They're Yeah, they're pretty well, good. I think, you know, I think Ryan can probably attest to this, like the way that the, a certain organization, let's call it, you know, uh, educates their professionals on the ball flight laws on how a golf ball actually curves was misleading for many years. And there's still meetings that I go into where guys believe the fact that someone pulls the ball to the left and it, they're automatically over the top with this out-to-in club pass. And TrackMan kind of proves that theory invalid or I don't want to say wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that the, it was interpreted. Yeah, the basic right? ball flight laws, right, are still true. They're not wrong. They're just not as extensive as they should be, I think is probably the biggest takeaway and that it's not yeah. necessarily as black and white as what those, those simple things are. It's, it's just like anything else. But I think that, you know, with the track man and, and I've, as I've been teaching on one longer and longer, I think for me, the biggest thing that is the face to path number. And that's something that really before, I mean, I use it all the time when I'm teaching now to have a better understanding of where it is versus just face to target and then path to target of introducing yeah. that, that other number in there and kind of, it's proving that you can have a open club face and do some stuff. And then you start to throw some, you know, start to throw some gear effect into it. It's just, it's opened up all these different avenues from a analytical side. That's enabled us to allow. Yeah. It's allowed people like yourself and golf professionals who teach for a a living to have a better understanding of what's actually going on. You know, people that have used TrackMan long enough, they probably don't need that little orange box to validate what their eyes are seeing. Like they now understand like, okay, the ball starts out to the right and it curves back to the target line. I'm guessing the path was four to the right and the face was 
approximately two degrees, you know, close to that or open to the to the target line. And they hit it pretty close to the center of the face. So there whole wasn't a heck of a lot of gear and so on and numbers. But it's almost like the consumer wants to see the numbers to validate that they are truly moving in the right direction. Yeah. In a way, it almost validates like what the golf pro is doing. Like, am I moving in a good direction or are we just going down this path because we think that's the best way well, without any having any proven data to back it up? Yeah, it's it, like you're saying, it's just, it's just validating what people see. And, you know, we see it all the time. You know, somebody comes in that thinks they have an idea of like, hey, like my example I always give is somebody that's like slicing the golf ball. They're hitting it to the right. And they'll come in, they're like, oh, my God, I'm just, just swinging over the top. It's over the top, it's over the top, it's over the top. And then they come in, and their path's not actually over the top. It's just their club face is wide open. Right. So then they're working harder and harder and harder to swing more into out, and they just keep hitting it further and further and further right. Well, and I think when you start to yep. add the not just, I mean, I'm going to say that TrackMan essentially has a client database as well. You start to introduce that and the mm -hmm. MyTrackMan.com stuff for the students' side of it and the video integration and all that. One of my big issues as an instructor before getting on the TrackMans has been I have 17 different programs and apps yeah. that I have to use. And now, realistically, with Performance Studio, I don't really, I mean, I've got the website and like my, my analytical stuff and, and the things that I use from a like accounting perspective, mm -hmm. but I'm realistically, I don't have to use coaches. I don't have to use swing catalysts. I don't have to use all these 15 other things. It all is just right there. Just in encompassed one all in one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then, so we've got some, some stuff here that we've, we've asked some people. Yeah. Um, yep. And then I've kind of modified it for TrackMan. So TrackMan being a, um, wildly popular um, amongst, obviously, tour pros, possibly some famous people. We'll leave people out. We're not even going to talk about politics, but people I think there may be one in the money. White House. <laughs> and uh, but, <laughs> but all these things that are, that are going on. Um, so as much as you can, mm, as much information as you can divulge here. So who is the coolest person you can think of or maybe a most famous or something that you've, that has that has purchased a track man. We're fine with Pig Latin on through, the name. Yeah, through. No, through I mean honestly, name. like I've never signed a non-disclosure agreement, so um, okay. I don't well, have now I expect you to say it, <laughs> right? And um, it depends. Are, are you somebody that reads the Wall Street Journal, or do you open up or, or you know watch SportsCenter well, let's, every let's, morning? Like, let's throw that question back on Kyle. Do you think we're the type of people that yeah. would read the Wall Street Journal? <laughs> I know, but it's kind of like Cape Kidnappers, right? Cape Kidnappers was a place that, uh, you know, had a, a four figure, a thousand dollar plus a night per person type of, uh, hotel room fee, right? You're like, mm -hmm. who the heck stays at a hotel that costs that much money? Well, trust me, there's plenty of people that, um, people have stay that at that kind of, of hotel, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's honestly not the celebrities that you see on entertainment news or, no. there were a few celebrities not not a heck of a lot it was all very successful wall street journal yeah, people like if people. you were familiar with wall street journal and you looked at the room list of who was coming in and who was staying there like you you'd probably recognize a lot of them from the u.s right so unfortunately for track man we don't sell just to really nice golf courses or fantastic indoor golf facilities hey, you know, there we go said that a lot of our business is, is actually to, to private ind individuals. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, there's a lot of those people in the U.S. A lot of those people uh, like golf. In and, DFW. you know, if, 
and, and yeah, I mean, well, just think about all the people in a, a worse, you know, climate that, than DFW where oh, yeah. they're not playing golf this time of the year. Yeah, there sure. may be a couple of sim centers, you know, at their neighborhood strip centers or whatever it may be, but they, they want the convenience of just, you know, going in there at four in the morning or 10 at night and being able to so, work on their game. I, I have a quick question. So I know that you really haven't answered the first one. We're going to come back to that. I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it for sure. In the world of COVID, did you guys say it? Did you guys see sales go up because everybody was stuck at home for so long, regardless if it's, I mean, obviously I know you're talking to the kind of the South in, in the U S but, yeah. but I mean, across the board, yeah, I mean, it's I, sales. because we are a private company, I'm not going to go into the details sure. of like yeah, how yeah. well TrackMan oh, did, yeah, but, but they yeah, up. yes, it was, yes, it was a good year, you know, like, and I don't want to say it was because of COVID because the first half of the year wasn't necessarily glamorous. You know, it was more so like, because we feel like we're getting beyond this and that indoor golf is taking off in, in many different matters. Sure. And we have a, there's more people that know that TrackMan is more than just an orange box that sits behind Dustin Johnson or Justin yep. Thomas. Like it, it, yep. it can be something for you and, and for your home. Yeah, it's right? not specific um, to a, a tour pro. You don't have to, yeah, it's and that's what a lot of people's you know, perception of TrackMan was. Like, oh, it's only for the best players in the world and for the best teachers and the high-end fitters. It's like, no, there's plenty of 25 handicaps that have a TrackMan in their home because they want an entertainment solution. They're not worried about spin rate or face the path. They're, how can I come up there with my kids and play nine holes and do bullseye or whatever it may be, right? And we have a great solution for that as well. Yeah, sure. And be done in... 45 but going back to um, the coolest, or I mean, yeah, I would so just in say the DFW your area, there, there, there's a uh, former quarterback, Tony Romo, that uh, has a really cool spot, a great, great setup, and one of the coolest homes that I've ever been in, you know, in, in all honesty. And obviously, he's a huge advocate for golf, and it's always yeah. fun to listen to pretty, him on CBS. Decent, how much knowledge himself. he has. Yeah, and a good, good player, right? And then you have some former Mavericks players like Darren Williams, who, who who's always fun to, you know, watch him play. And he, you know, a, a diehard. Over, you know, but one of the, not necessarily in my territory, but something that I have met because of TrackMan in the previous ship that kind of goes to like who he is, mm-hmm. is uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And oh. the fact that that guy will, whatever he puts his mind to, he feels it he's going to be the best at. And it's just his, his commitment to excellence is just so infectious. And, you know, he's the guy that has the Walter Payton Award and does so much for yeah, his community for and all community that kind of stuff. But stuff, it's like, yeah. man, that guy is a class act. And it's, it's cool to have him, I guess, part of Team Trackman. We don't we don't use these people's names. They, don't, they pay full price, essentially, just yeah. like anybody else for their unit. So we can't, you know, do anything. But, I mean, honestly, there's a, a lot of very successful business people there's a lot of very successful people in, in their own sports, whether it be golf that, you know, and, you know, I get to go to a lot of PGA tour events. So, so and, and hang out with some of the local pros that have track man. Right. Yeah. So I actually want that's pretty special. So I want to take that question one step farther. What's the coolest setup you've seen? Like as far as like the whole room kind of built out as far as like, Obviously, they've got the simulator area in that, but like no, the no whole names, experience, just, yeah. Just no, like, well, I don't care. Drop names, I don't care. That seems to be the no, honestly, legit. like you guys probably saw like that that viral video that was going around like Zyre Golf and Instagram about this basement. I think it was in Canada, right? And you opened up the door, and there's, there's this like little rocky waterfall. Oh yeah, I did see that. Putting green, and then there's like a 
pretty average golf simulator, in my opinion, like in the back of it with a bar. Mm-hmm. And that like went viral. And it's like, I was thinking to myself with some of the other, you know, guys on the team, like we could shoot that video every single week with some of our clients and like it would go, it would go viral, right? Yeah. So it's one that is this like palatious, uh, you know, palace. And I think it's in somewhere in the Middle East that has, has TrackMan. And uh, they dug out their indoor, put, or not dug out, they just drained their indoor um, swimming pool that's, you know, probably 30 feet long by 20 feet wide and, you know, eight feet deep or whatever, and stuck a flex cage simulator right at the bottom of it and surfed it out, and they got this indoor golf space. But I, I don't know, I'm going to say that that's the best one. I mean, there's one actually just north of Fort Worth that's in a, a barn, but the barn is a car museum. And I love taking people there, especially if they're car junkies, yeah. because they get to walk past like 15 classic and modern sports cars. I like cars. Are, are way more expensive than the simulator itself. <laughs> way but people are, that orange box. <laughs> you know, but uh, it, that's always a fun one. And, you know, people like will put their heart and soul because they love golf so much into this. And, you know, oh, it's, it's crazy to think, but, you know, like we have the freedom of design. Um so there's a lot of unique ones out there. I mean, there's some in California where it's not really in their home. It's like on their balcony where there's a drop-down screen and it's overlooking, you know, I'm not even sure what part of town it is. Probably Beverly Hills, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of really, really cool setups from a simulator perspective. And, you know, it's hard to really pick just one because everybody has, again, their own vision for their space. Like the guys at 1611, I'm, I'm sure you, Aaron, you've told your story of yeah. where you guys thought you wanted to be four <laughs> years ago when we yeah. sat at Boomer Jack and yeah. what that facility would have looked like versus, you know, what you are today and what the growth of 1611 looks like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, some things. You talk about that. I mean, I can imagine, obviously, if I had the the means for, for some of that stuff that you're going to, you're going to go all out because then it also turns into something where it's like showing your buddies and your man cave and all this stuff to where it's, you know, you're going to sink everything into it and just make it like the coolest looking deal. It's, I don't know. Trackman's like you said, they've, they've come, they've come just since we've been with y'all, whatever, three years coming up now, like what we've seen y'all develop and, and move along has been, pretty amazing and and a fun journey to feel like we're kind of doing some stuff with y'all not that we really well, are well, but it's just fun to we're see gonna, yeah we're gonna only have more and more really let's call it badass solutions that mm-hmm. you know hopefully we can share with our instagram page and we'll, we'll we'll show people like what's what's out there i mean what are your dreams and essentially we can we can do it we can build it you know there, there's actually one for a uh an, an actor in, in Los Angeles, Chris Pratt, that is uh, pretty top end as well. You know, the, the projector itself for the movie portion of this space is uh, is well more than a TrackMan simulator. But again, you know, he's in the you know that industry, so a little upper, um, upper echelon. But uh, you know that one that one is, is fantastic. The only problem with that home was that it had zero self service, and I couldn't call anybody to get into the gate because you know um i couldn't call anybody there no <laughs> what, a one, what a one percenter problem i'd drive yeah, i'd drive, yeah. drive 10 percent or 10 minutes down the hill to get seltzer to get a four-digit code to get into the place so that's you know. back there quick so, so with with all that stuff going on you know we were just just mentioning briefly about you know kind of the journey that we've seen with track man and everything that's coming out and stuff that y'all are doing always obviously always very innovative keeping things going uh, is there is there anything you can 
give us a little uh, a little hint on or an idea of something that may be coming out in the future of, of TrackMan? Yeah, I mean, there's probably two things that are very much high on the uh, the whiteboard, let's call it in Denmark, with uh-huh. regards to what TrackMan looks like. Ah, there's, there's more than two, but I'm just going to call it for relatable to, to 1611, which you guys do. Yes, yes it's, the, it's the it's the continued development of games. We've actually hired a, a new, dedicated game designer, someone that had a background with, I don't know, call it Super Mario or whatever company that is, or Nintendo that mm-hmm. you know can build these you know games that are, are driven probably more so for the beginner golfers, the amateur yeah. players, or those that really don't care too much about club path and face angle sort of stuff, and, and just really open up that market where TrackMan, again, has always been regarded as so far from, oh, it's only for the tour pros and not for my kids. Well, that's five, ten years ago. Like, this yeah. is now, and this is the future sort of thing. So, so that is a very big thing for us moving forward. And then the second thing is uh, what we experienced with the European BMW Invitational and the fact that mm-hmm. we got European guys um, to be able to play against one another from different simulators around Europe and the U S and have a competition. Um, even though they weren't in the same place, the same city or the same golf course and then allow them to have fun with it. Yeah. Right? That's pretty cool. If, if, if anybody listening to this didn't know anything about that, go look at that BMW. It's BMW TrackMan open, right? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. There's a, there's a recap video from, from all the four different weeks that we had. And there's some really cool experiences. You see how just into it these guys oh, got yeah. and, and how you know competitive they are with themselves and with others. That was really just cool to catch on video. And, and that sparked uh, Klaus again, our CEO's interest and um, opened up what we call connectivity. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, there's so many TrackMan customers across the globe, whether you have uh, this this great setup, or just maybe a, a track man with a basic hitting net in the, your garage with a TV and maybe a computer. Yeah, you know the guy <laughs> had, a, you know, he was the race to Dubai winner, and he had a bed sheet hanging from his <laughs> his hedges. You know, it was like the most basic setup, but you know it, it worked, and he had fun with it, right? So uh, this is allowing you know users to compete against others, almost like how video games, I'm not a gamer myself, but no, I know that you can log into the internet and, and join a, a group of 10 people or a hundred people playing in the same world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can chat with one another, you can be on video and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's, that's what the, the world of indoor golf is, is coming to. And the fact that 1611 can create a, a global tournament that yeah. anybody that goes to a five iron or an indoor 19 or whatever, facility they want to be at if it's a public tournament and participate in and and maybe there's this like what you guys do currently for your tour sponsorship in a way where like the winner can get something and and we're actually something doing something for around the nation for, for, yeah or whatever yeah. it may be i mean we're doing an event for colleges where there's going to be a three-week uh event starting at the end of january and any college player whether you're d1 uh d3 naia uh as long as we get clarification from your coach that you are an actual student athlete and, and play for the golf team. You can participate in this three week event. And uh, the goal is to, to have that on a continual basis, but maybe that one of those players could get an ex- exemption that wins that event into a, Jump I'm not going to say it. in a PGA tour event, yeah. but maybe a corn Ferry event or another mini tour. And yeah, they have to play as an amateur, 
but you know, it's just Experience. something that to give them something to go towards. Right. Um, but that, that's, that's the future of, of what, what we see in a little bit of indoor golf. Jump them, make them qualify them into that. Your next BMW track man open. <laughs> there you go. That's right. I mean, yeah, they compete as an amateur. They can play against the best players in the world. Why yeah, not? Cool. You know, you look at the, the U S uh, women's open down in Houston, there were like what seven girls at, as amateurs that won mm-hmm. the, uh, or made the cut and Caitlin Papp was right. up, you know, top five all the way into the, the last day. Um, so those girls and those guys are good. You know, you, you talk about like looking at the world official golf rankings, uh-huh. like those are going to be the people that are, you see on the PGA tour next, like of yeah. course, Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland and Matthew Wolf and Scotty Scheffler. All those guys were Need to listen top to 10 our, amateurs uh, in the world. You know, yeah, we talked about some of those people. Yeah. The young guys. But, so we're excited, and, and we actually have some cool stuff with with Pet Center. Probably, uh, you, you know how things go. I'm going to mm-hmm. say end, end of summer this year. You know, uh, you know, with with Pet Center being re reinvented in a way. Okay, very cool. Looking forward to that, man. But, 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 and, and you know, the, the question that I always ask you is, people say, "Oh, what's truck man coming out with?" Like what? You know, and, and you guys are obviously avid users and know the product better than anyone, right? Uh-huh. Like, I always say, like, well, what does it track me and do today that you wish it could do, right? Because yeah. we honestly take that feedback and... Be cheaper. We, 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 <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can't, be, can't, be the best, can't be the best and the cheapest at the same time. We, we, hey, hey, look, look, you know, it's, 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 it's about value, right? I, I learned that at... Uh, at Cape Kidnappers, right? People will pay five hundred and ninety-five dollars for a round of golf. Yep, they do true. it all the time at, at, at Pebble, right? I was about so, to say. It, you almost forget about what numbers are after the dollar sign when there's value created with it. Yeah. And trust me, like spending as much a, or more than a, a on a car, a, a little orange box, than you do on a car is a hard pill to swallow for any golf professional, for any individual. But I was going to say, the day, that, like, says the guy taking the check, not giving the check. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I'm just messing but, with you. You know, if, if, if I were in your shoes, you know, and I was teaching, there's, there's no doubt I'd have, sure. you know, track me at my side. Because I know that if I got out of the golf industry and became a surf instructor in Hawaii, I could sell the track man for a, a pretty nice penny. You That's absolutely true. have that right to do that. Yeah. So people are like, team minus 25,000 or 50,000 in their bank account. But in reality, it's like you have something that's still probably still holds, holds the value, value way better than a, a car. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, um, how you treat it, <laughs> but they, they yeah, that's right. You know, you guys don't throw it off the top of your building or anything like, stupid like that. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Perfect. Hey, well, well, Kyle, thank you so much. Uh, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you to ask any track yeah. man questions or anything, where can they find you on social media and whatever information you're willing to give out to the world? No, yeah, I'm not huge on, on social media. I guess my, my Twitter is golf orange pal, like, uh, G O L F S orange P A L, you know, golf, golf orange pal. And then, you know, my email is KBU at trackman.com and I'm happy to help field any questions or, you know, if you ever wanted to learn more about what TrackMan is doing or what the future holds, we're happy to help. We have representatives across the globe, not just here in the U.S. or in, in Denmark, across the globe, and, and, and we're happy to help in any way we can. Perfect. Kyle, as always, buddy, I appreciate everything. No, we, it's been a hear, pleasure. We here at 1611 appreciate everything you do for us. <laughs> and Kyle is – Kyle does a really good job. I'll give it to him. As no, much as we you, give him a hard time, he does a really good job. He's awesome. You, you guys are, are fantastic. I'm, I'm, honestly, it's, it's, it's cool to see you guys' success. 
you know, again, I tell the story to others that don't realize where, where the concept of 1611 comes from and mm-hmm. the fact that you guys were able to, you know, put, put it together and, and honestly, you know, quit your jobs. I mean, that's, that's a bigger leap of faith than anybody and all the, all the respect to that. And uh, to, to have a successful indoor golf business when there was literally no one else doing it, uh, especially in this area three years ago, you guys were the trailblazers and, you know, we'll continue to be successful. So, so keep up the good work. And, and honestly, we'll see you in person here pretty soon. Very awesome. Cool. Thank Thanks you so much. Well. All right. Take care guys. Uh-huh. See ya. Bye. I love that little ding, ding, ding at the end. Get that hi hat. All right. We're Kyle Butler list now. Butler yeah. Less. Yeah, Butler, sure. Butler, the man, the man, the man. Anyway, yeah. So um, that was good. Kyle's, Kyle's a, he's a good dude. Yeah, I was I about said. to say, and, and we barely scratched the surface of anything even, in TrackMan. We didn't talk about TrackMan. Didn't even really. get close to it. That's what we were saying a minute ago. That whenever we went down there to that PGA show, that we sat down with Frederick, and he started busting out radar frequency maps, and it was right whenever impact location started coming out with TrackMan, and so mm-hmm. he sat down and he was explaining to us how the radar takes a picture and wraps around the face, and he was trying to depict it to us and showing us these radar maps and just complete glaze over. Like, I had <laughs> zero clue of anything. He, as soon as he said the so radar... Is this good? Yeah, as soon as he said the radar wraps around the face, I was completely lost with that. Right. But, so we'll bring Kyle back on and we'll yeah, take a deep, deep dive into We'll give everybody's brains box. a moment ready to work up to that because it's a lot. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty wild, everything that goes on and inside. Kyle that, could probably like, talk about it for hours. Yes, on he end. could. And Kyle is very, very knowledgeable in all things analytic with TrackMan. It's pretty Absolutely. wild. So. Perfect. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. We hope everybody has a great week out there, and we will see you. We've kind of been all over the place with the posting, actually. So we'll see you when we see you, I guess. Yeah, see you next week. I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Take it easy. Go follow us on uh, social media stuff. Or where? At E9 Golf Podcast. Check it out. See you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs>